the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you have joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and, gain, uh, men and women gain control of their lives. Hey guys, we got a great topic tonight, uh, part three in serving God. I don't know about you, but I'm very excited because um, we just can't share it all in one or two uh, radio shows. We I can go on to part six and seven if you want to be <laughs> truthful about it. Um, but I'm just really excited to be um, talking about serving God. I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm looking really forward to it. So I would like to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and open up in Scripture. I'm going to read out of Matthew uh, 9 uh, verses uh, 30, 35. And it says, Jesus traveled throughout all the towns and villages of that area, teaching to the, in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. And guys, I'm just going to switch on over, and I'm going to go over to John in Matthew, I mean, excuse me, in book of John 21. And I'm going to be reading now verses um, 15 to 17. Okay, guys? And this will be out of the New Living Te- uh, Translation. After breakfast, Jesus asked uh, Simon, um, Simon P- Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And, you know, Peter replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And, you know, Peter, he said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then Jesus said, then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked this question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything and you know I love you. And Jesus said to him again, then feed my sheep. You know, guys, that's one thing about serving God is that we're out there to do the ministry as feeding his sheep. You know, and um, I was thinking today and yesterday about in my prayer life, you know, what was going on in my prayer. And I was asking God, why is certain prayers hindered and other prayers that are not hindering, you know, hindered. And I really think that when we're serving with God and we're going out to feed the sheep, we need the spirit of God to enlope us, you know, be upon us so that we are not saying what we are talking about of ourselves, but what God says about his message. And, um, before I go into that, I'd like to give you guys a. Uh, this is about what prayer can do, and and healing too. 
And you know what? It we had a gentleman who um, had cancer in his right leg. And um, they got together throughout with uh, TMCI. They're a ministry that goes out and feeds God's sheep and feeds the people and helps the people. Well, he was going in to go get surgery, and they took him in, and his whole leg was full of cancer. And the great thing about it is when they went in there to do surgery on him, they took the x-ray before they were going to do it to figure out what they were going to do, and there was no cancer. Hallelujah. He was healed, you know, Amen. and and what the um, and what it is, and what God told me about all the stuff that was adding. I, I was wondering, you know, we're out there working with the homeless, and and I'm not. We see changes. Don't get me wrong. We we see a lot of changes that are, you know, people are getting put into homes and lives are being changed. But there's a lot of them out there that I'm thinking, why aren't they changing, or why or what is going on? And there's a scripture that was brought into my heart that God put on me a long time ago. And it says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Mm-hmm. You know, God wants to answer all of our prayers. And I thought about that. You know, Jesus even says, and in, in, I was reading scripture saying, hey, look, the Father hears my prayers all the time. And, you know, and I was thinking about this as I was serving God. You know, I'm praying for these people. I'm, we're helping these people. And we're seeing results, but we're not seeing a lot of results in some other people's lives. In other lives, we are not. And so, you know, I I was thinking to myself, well, I got to devote myself more to prayer, mm-hmm. being more watchful and thankful because God's saying, hey, look, I hear your prayers. You're watching, and now you're going to be thankful. So we're going to do this. And, you know, it's always according to the Word of God, right? So, you know, as we're serving, and as God says, you know what I mean, to feed my sheep. And Jesus, now I gave you this as an example, guys, is because Jesus was doing this himself. Mm-hmm. He's not just do, not doing it himself and just telling us, yeah. you guys need to do this, and I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to help you along. No, he was out doing this, right? And and over, um, I guess I got another thing here in Luke uh, 2 and 3, and I want to share this with some others because there's we do have people that cannot get out there because... It doesn't work up with their timeline or maybe it's just not the right ministry for them, but there's other ways of doing this. And I'm going to show you how. Okay. Amen. Okay. It says in um, Luke eight chapter two uh, verses two and three. And it says here, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases among them were Mary Magdalene. We know who she is from whom he had casted out seven de- uh, demons, Jonah, the wife, right? And Herod's business manager, Suanna. You remember Suanna, right? With many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. So there is numerous ways how you can serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not just only being out there and, and doing the groundwork is what we call it, dumping the grounds. There's other ways, as you see. Look at the women here that was along with the disciples. And there was a lot of other disciples besides the 12s. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we sometimes overlook that, and we focus more of the, the 12 disciples more than, you know, and then, and then the, the others, or even Mary Magdalene, or even, you know, Joanne, or any of them. So, we, they, you know, the Bible really don't talk a whole lot about it, but it does bring them up. So mm-hmm. there is, you know, there is a reasoning for that. And, and it's to saying that people can— Either support a ministry, or they can be out doing it. 
So you know what that tells me, right? There's no excuses, right? You you can't go up to Jesus and say, Jesus, I, I, it wasn't just my thing. And Jesus is going to say, Hey, look, there's a lot of ways that you can support or contribute to it. Now I understand that we're, we're there. We're a body of many believers. And I mean, believers of different gifts. Okay. I understand that. And I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong, but there is ways that you can help and be a part, even though you can't get out there physically. You know, so guys, I just wanted to share a little bit about that and what I felt that my calling was, was from God, you know, from Jesus was telling me, Hey, look, excuse me. We all know that we're out there to feed the sheep. That is one, you know, the main things that Jesus talked about, feed my sheep. And you know, as we, we look here with Simon, you know, it hurt Simon Peter's heart bad. You know, he kept saying, God, you know, I do. And then parties, and then at the very end, he says, "You know everything. Why you keep asking me this? You know." But it just shows that. And what did Jesus say? Go feed my sheep. Okay, so you know, Ed, I'm gonna, you know, I just want you to go ahead and finish up a little bit here with that. And yeah, that's uh, kind of following up what you're saying. You know, I thought about last week when we talked. I'm glad we're doing another on mm. service. Oh, absolutely. Uh, last week, I kind of uh, got on people who did not see God in their lives. And uh, I thought about that, and I thought the biggest mistake I made was I didn't tell them how to see God in their lives. Mm. So I kind of left them hanging, so it's a good opportunity to, to follow up on that. Um, when I was, uh, in, well, let me let me read a, a verse because I'm I'm going to give you one word, one word that will help you to see Jesus every day in your life. And while the word is not faith, uh, I want to I want to do this one scripture in in uh, Hebrews chapter eleven verse six. It's one that's probably familiar, and it's probably familiar because most people don't quote the whole verse. Take it a little out of context, but here's the verse. It says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So there's there's two keys here. One, you have to believe he exists, and the other is you have to, have to seek after him because there's where the rewards are. There's where the answers to prayer come from is when you seek after him. Uh, when I was in Stockton... Um, we had uh, 10 ladies from the uh, Skid Row Mission down there we used to bring into the church for uh, Sunday school and for uh, morning service. And uh, you always knew when they wanted to talk to you because you'd get out of the truck and they would all just kind of hang back and so you knew they wanted to talk. Well, this one girl hung back and she, she was new, new at, new at the mission. And uh, she was having problems. She told me, she said, I have never been around Christians. I don't know anything about Christian. I don't know anything about God. And she said, and they're talking languages. I don't even understand what they're saying. Mm. So I made arrangements on how I could help her with the vocabulary anyway. And uh, about two weeks later, she again hung back. She had a little boy, too, and I think the little boy is about four or five. And uh, she told me, she said, you know, she said, I'm not sure I believe God is real. I said, okay, Um but she says, I, I hear enough. To, I know that people know he's real, but for me, I just don't know he's real. And I said, okay. I said, I'm going to give you one prayer. And you get up every morning, you pray that prayer. I don't care if you pray the others or not, but you pray that prayer all week. And the prayer is, God, if you're real, show me today. Uh-huh. 
So a week later, uh, I called her aside, and I said, how did it go? She said, it went good. He said, God showed me himself every day. Now, you know, if again, if you're seeking God, mm-hmm. he's going to show you who he is and what he's doing in your life. So the one word that I have for you is expectation. When you get up this morning and you have the expectation of seeing God in your life, you're going to see him. Now, here's one of the problems. If you don't expect him, well, if you don't expect him, then you're going to start finding natural reasons for supernatural events. In other words, you start explaining these, you know, God did this, but you start explaining it away by uh, the wind was blowing from the north to the south, and that's why that happened. You know, just excuses so you don't have to admit God lives, uh, is, is alive and working in your life. So you have to come into each day expecting to see God in your life, expecting to Him to see things. And instead of having these events happen and you say, man, was I lucky, when you start looking for Him, your answer is, Praise God. Mm -hmm. Thank Uh you, Jesus. So if you're having trouble, you don't see God in your life, start the prayer. God, show me. Show me today what you have for me. And I'm going to expect to see you do it because that is God's promise. It's not like you're putting him on the spot. He made the promise. You're just holding him to his promise. Mm. And, uh, and, And I think if you do that, you'll see a lot of things that go on in your life that you never suspected. Yes. Uh, the, uh, uh, some, some of the things you have to really get into to see how God actually worked in this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a story about somebody I know who had a near accident uh, driving down the freeway, 65 miles an hour, and looked over at the passenger seat and looked up and saw all the lights stop in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he slammed on the brakes. He was able. <coughs> I, I'm kind of laughing because we all know who this individual is. But <laughs> anyway, he uh, was able to see the, the the next lane was open to him and able to get around the car in front of him. Otherwise, you'd have hit him at about 65 miles an hour. Well, let me tell you the odds of that happening. They are unbelievable odds that that would happen. You start looking at things, and what if he had looked in that seat for just a, a tenth of a second longer? Mm-hmm. There wouldn't have been any getting around that car. You'd have gone right into the back of it. So that's one thing where the odds are in your favor because God intervened. Mm-hmm. Second thing was, how do you know the lane next to you was open? Um, I, I know I've had near accidents like that myself, and for me it seems like time slows down. Mm-hmm. I can look over there and I can see, oh, I can get in that other lane. But at 65 miles an hour, you've got to think how far you travel when you're thinking that. So for me, it's almost like God slows time down so you can see that you have an escape. Now you get into the next lane and you've got to be able to stop before you hit the car in front of that lane. Mm-hmm. So when you look at all of the things that are connected with this, just one little accident, it's pretty hard to write it off as something just, accidentally happened it's one of those incidents when you got through you have a choice you can either say man was i lucky or you can say thank you jesus very true absolutely and you look at what it took to get around that and and to not hurt anybody not Mm -hmm. nobody was injured or anything so 
we got to start looking at, at life and when even some of the little things. This this was a major event, but even the little things that happen, if you really analyze, you find out that it can only happen if God does it. Mm-hmm. It's not uh-huh. going to happen in, under natural circumstances. So I just want to tell any of you out there that listened to last week's uh, program, and if you think that you're one of those that just does not see God in your life, get up in the morning. Just tell God, hey, I expect to see you do something in my life. That's your promise. Mm-hmm. And yep. you're just holding him to the promise. Absolutely. And, you know, that's a, that's a way, you know, that's a way you should do it. Is serving, when you're asking God how you want to serve or what ministry you need to go into, say that. Bring it up to him. Show him, you know, because yeah. that's what... It's what about, you know, um, you know, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And, and we know that out there because we see the problems out there every week and we, we know that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't see what I don't, we don't see many of the harvesters are out there doing the work. We see, we see a few of the people out there Mm -hmm. and they're out there trying to help and different groups or different organizations. And, you know, the number one thing is there's no shelters. They said there's not enough shelters. Okay, so you know the harvest is great. I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, we see it all there the time is. out there. Yeah. And you know, I had to do a report the other night, and um, and it says how many people have you talked in? How many people have you talked with in the last month? And how many new salvations? I mean, really? I mean, if you're evangelist and you're out there in the field working, mm-hmm. how many salvations do you get? I mean, do you does it come all the time, guys? Do you think so? No, it doesn't come like that all the time. But that doesn't mean we're out there not planning. See, a lot of people don't understand that. You're out there. We're out there sowing the word, sowing the word, sowing the word, and we're planting in people's heart. It might not be me. It might not be you, Blaine. It might not be you, Ed, but someone else comes along. They might just get the harvest. You know what I'm saying? Because the watering and the planting of the seed. So, um, you know, and I almost said, is that a trick question? You know, I mean, to me, it kind of felt like that, but, um, but it is true, you know, sometimes because I like to see the salvations, you know what I mean? And, and, and when you get one of those, you know, you, you feel you're on cloud nine and 10 guys and that's Mm -hmm. serving God with me that there ain't nothing better than having that vote open up and that man turn or that lady turn their heart over to God. So Blaine, I know that, yeah, that you're, um, that, um, that you have something to say about this. Yeah, and uh, You know, I got to tell you guys, I, I like being uh, third in the in <laughs> <laughs> listening to you guys. I just want to build on that. There's, there's scriptures that I had no idea I was going to read. Um, but as I'm here sitting and listening to John and Ed um, and the expectations, I mean, what encouragement, Ed, you, you have been encouraging our audience, and that's what we want to do. That's what we're all here for expectations to see God. If you wake up with that expectation to see God, I just got to agree and say amen and say, folks, family, you will. You know, just like in the times of trouble, each time we call out, each time we ask for guidance or even wisdom, um, our God is side by side. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Um, There, there was a, as, as, as this, this, um, this area in, in the radio show is serving God. Um, we went into prayer because prayer starts with serving God. And so I have to read you guys this scripture. I have to. It's jumping out. <laughs> it's um, Colossians chapter 4. I'm going to read verse 2 and 3. And listen to this, you guys, brothers and sisters. Um, we're coming upon Thanksgiving. I want you to write this one down. I want you to study it. It says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with 
thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains. Paul yes. speaking in Colossians. We, I mean, that is the most encouragement we can get, bros, is continue in prayer. Keep praying, even though we don't see the fruit. I got a million stories, as you guys, too, of people praying for a loved one, and they didn't accept Jesus for 40 years. Yeah. But they did. Um, our God is not a genie. He's preparing our hearts to wait on him. Um, but he's very, 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 very faithful. He asks us to ask, um, tells us to ask, seek, and knock. So I just wanted to read that scripture. It's it's dear to my heart. But I'm going to read something else to you guys, um, and it's going to come out of the book of Joshua, a very familiar scripture. It's it's um, normally in people's kitchens above their doors. It is a good one. I'm going to read the full um, verse. Um, it comes out of the book of Joshua, chapter 24. I'm going to read all the 15, um, but at the end is the statement that, again, people put above their doors. It says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And here's the, the, the main thing it says, Joshua says, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, man, you know, our audience, we know you're out there. You're listening to K-Praise. This, this, this is a radio station that just praises God. Um, I'm sure you guys all have your walk, and we are here to encourage you um, to serve the Lord. But I wanted to let you know something. Um, as we all step out of the boat and we serve God in ways where it sometimes can be uncomfortable, sometimes can be a little fearful, we can let those things get into our lives, um, the greatest thing, the biggest blessing is when we see our kids serve God as your daughter shows up at the park with us. Mm. Um, as I see what my kids are doing, we all have to see them serve, but even a better one. There's even something that's greater than that as we go out and we love and nourish and feed and clothe, which is what we were called to do. Um, it's awesome when we see our brothers and sisters, the homeless ones that we serve, yes. start to serve. Mm. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I, I can't. I want to get on the top of a rooftop, and I want to just shout for joy because God is so good. We get to watch him change the lives and the hearts of the people that we see on a weekly basis. And it's due to his love. It's due to God's calling upon your life, our lives. But it's also the word of God that's changing them. I, I think sometimes, you guys, we've been walking quite a long time, and, and sometimes we can make it difficult, and it's not. It's the word, the word, the word. Um, as, as Ed was talking about, it's impossible to please God without faith. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God, folks. Let's get back in the Bible. It's brand new. It's new every day. Our experiences are new. I want to encourage you to be in that Word, be in that prayer, and you're going to start serving in ways you never even knew. And it's going to be God who's going to get the glory. So that's I'm getting kind of aggressive with this, you guys. I, I just, I'm so passionate about this. Um, I, the things that we encourage our audience to do, are the same things that are going on in our lives. And we're all just growing, and we're all just trying to serve, and we're just trying to love. And the more we pray and the more we read, it's easier to do, and especially with those we get to see every week. Absolutely. And, you know, um, you were just talking about our children and that. Um, I had a girl who called. Her name was Tammy. You know who Tammy is mm -hmm. out there. And she says, you know, John, she goes, I was just um, talking to your daughter last night on the phone, and I just love her. She just gives me so much encouragement and that. 
And you know what? That is the best gift that I have ever been given back is to see my kids out there sharing the word and giving love back to the people who need it. And you know what? I, as a parent, I mean, it's something where I cannot take no credit of it. And I don't because it all goes to the glory to God. But you know what? It's like, um, who was it? I think one of you said it took like 40 years later. I think it was you, Blaine, who said that. And, you know, prayers are heard. And, you know, and, you know, and I was telling Ed on the way home, on the way over, it's to devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. We know that God hears it. We know that God's going to answer it. And that's faith because we're going to trust it. Just in the man who got his leg healed, it was by faith. He, you know, he, he had to have that faith, that faith. And just like with Jesus healing the blind, mm-hmm. he says, Jesus told him, he says, it was because of your faith that healed you, mm-hmm. you know? And how about the woman who touched the hem of his robe? It was the faith. So Amen. it all ties in together, and I love that. So, man, what a show tonight. I mean, we can just keep on going oh, on and sharing sure. sharing about so much more to, about serving God. And, you know, we, we're, not, we're not trying to convict anybody. We're just, share, we're just sharing with you because there are so many opportunities and so mm-hmm. many rewards. If I haven't been out or Ed hadn't been out there or Blaine had, we would never seen those rewards because we, went, cause we weren't out there. And it, and those are the things that you receive. So, guys, I know our time's running out again. I can't believe how fast the time goes. And so um just want to give a shout-out again to our partners. I want to give a shout-out to Goodwill and tell Anna and Kim, thank you very much mm-hmm. for the clothes that you have given us. They gave us, like, ten bags. Mm-hmm. And these bags are, like, construction bags. <laughs> the garbage bags are just full, right? So we want to tell them thank you for that, for the blankets and that and the sleeping bags. And we also want to give a shout-out to Javier with Sombreros and his family for the burritos that they give. And also we like to give a shout-out to Stephen Forsythe at the Alcohol and Westland Church for him helping us out. And also Jeremy over there at Skyline and Tim for helping us out with the homeless ministry. So, folks, it's so good to, to sit here and tell you about sharing the Word of God. But if you get out and do it, you're going to see rewards, and you're going to be blessed for them. And it's not only so much for you helping them, your own family starts to see it, too. Amen. So, you know, guys, um, I just want to tell everybody out there, keep up the good work, serving God, and just um, keep always your prayers going. And always remember, it's the faith that counts. Amen. Good night, everyone, and God loves you, and goodbye. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.